All right. Knock it off in the chat, <laughs> you animals. <laughs> All right. Let me know if you guys can hear SV. You want to give a little test just to make sure. Like to. Yeah. Yeah. Testing, testing, testicles. 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 Yeah. Testicles. Where is the. Where's Mike and oh I see him he's in there. there you guys go. hear us? Yeah. Nobody's saying nothing, so who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Well, we'll find out. They probably can't hear any of us. So did thing. you get your taco from the government yet? I didn't. No. My government cheddar. Supposedly it's going out. People are getting it. That's what they say. Oh. Um, That'll be nice. Yeah, six hundred bones. Yeah, like, uh, 600 big ones. <laughs> my, our McConnell bucks is what we should call yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. I like calling it the taco. So did you get your taco? <laughs> well, these motherfuckers, right? Um, I was so mad at Mitch McConnell the other day. Not because. So here's the thing. Here's my take on um, the whole stimulus package, right? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> the stimulus package, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the Go goal is just to be that. as offensive as possible for this final episode. So the stimulus package, spreading yeah. $600 all over myself. Um, my take on it is I would rather not get it at all if that were an option. But I would also rather that nobody gets it at all, like the, the entire world doesn't get our stimulus package. Because they do it, as part of this whole bullshit. Um, yeah. And you saw how much was going out to all these different people and uh, we talked I mean we talked about this at great length. Um, I yeah. would rather money didn't go anywhere except for national security and building up our own economy. That's it. And if that involves um, a stimulus payment or whatever, so be it. Um, I'll take it but because I'm not going to tell people, no, don't send me money if they're going to send it out anyways. I'm not going to be that guy who's like sitting around all by himself without his McConnell bucks while everyone else has them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the so taco. Fucking, I'm like, uh, if you're going to send it out anyways, I'll take it. Um, but I would frankly rather nobody gets it. And, uh, you know, you know what, uh, you know what term I like for, uh, for like a little bit of money? Hmm. I like when people go, uh, you got some scratch on you? <laughs> yeah, scratch is good. Scratch is good. I yeah, like that. Scratch is good. I like scratch. Um, but and then so six hundred dollars. I'm like, at that point, because originally it was proposed two thousand, right? Or I'm sorry, twelve hundred. Originally it was well, it was twelve hundred last time we got it, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And then they were proposing two thousand, which again I'm like, I would rather not go into the deficit here. Um, but if you're going to send it out anyways, I'll, you know, far be it from me to turn down two grand. Um, but then they drop it down to 600, right? And we were furious about that. And then mm -hmm. finally the president steps in and says, no, give them, give them $2,000, right? Yeah. And everyone was excited. Even the Democrats were like, oh, fuck yeah, let's go ahead and send the bill out right now. And the, my beef with that was they didn't scrap any of the bullshit that was in the bill. They just wanted to add to it so from going from like a 900 billion dollar bill to 1.5 trillion or whatever yeah um, of course. which i was mad about and i knew Pass. that's what they were doing right and uh but then he signs it all anyways giving everyone 600 dollars. the democrats pass theirs in the house with the, increasing it to 2000 and then of course mcconnell shuts it down 
furious at that point because I'm like, listen, I get, like, I would rather not, again, I would rather not receive the money. I would rather them not dig into the deficit to pay us. But if they're going to hand out our money to everyone else out in the world, might as well give it to us too, right? And and then he has the audacity to be like, no, $600 is enough, right? And Mitch McConnell pisses me off enough as it is for a number of reasons. Uh, but, you know, I had to vote for him because it was him or a Marine and a mom. And, uh, um, and he also pushed through ACB, which, again, I regret. I regret that whole scenario, right? It was a bad situation altogether. McConnell ends up fucking us. ACB ends up fucking us. Like, I, I absolutely regret this whole McConnell vote that, that I voted. Um, but then he, I guess what he did was he shut down, he shot down the bill to increase, or the unanimous vote, voice call, or voice vote, um, for the $2,000. And then, you know, we were all mad at him about that. And then he introduces a bill that not only gives the $2,000, but it also repeals the Section 230, uh, which is a big hit for a lot of like the tech major tech companies um, and social media, which would be awesome. Um, and then like a couple other things that Trump wanted to get rid of. So I get it. As mad as I am about McConnell saying no to two thousand just off the voice vote, I get what he's doing. Like this, he's attempting a chess move here, where he's like, okay, well we'll pass the two thousand, but you have to also give us these other things that the president wanted so i get it not happy about it hoping i assume eventually we'll see the other fourteen hundred dollars uh just not right this second which again kind of goes back to my original thing where well i'd rather not get it but if everyone else is getting it which they are uh i might as well get it that's my take right. on the whole thing right yeah i haven't got it yet i've been checking i've been checking my uh my stepsister got it though oh did she so. Yeah, she already got it today. I was like, didn't it just pass today? Like, what the hell? That was fast as shit. Well, they, uh, that Munchin guy, right? The friggin' Treasury guy. I guess he's pushing Munchen? it out quick. Munchin? <laughs> Munchin? Munchin? It's actually like yeah. Munchin or whatever. Noonchin, yeah, Munchen. whatever. Um, Munchkin? But yeah, it's funnier to say Munchkin, right? Or Munchin? <laughs> or, or like Numbers Muncher. Remember that game back in like elementary school that we used to play it was like a little green guy with like legs and no arms and super munchers that's what it was called and he would like run around yeah. and you do math problems and shit um yeah I, I recall that game right alongside with like Oregon Trail so yeah Oregon Trail that's classic yeah you can know someone's uh age group if they say they've played Oregon Trail yeah and like <laughs> if they know about Oregon Trail yeah, like original Oregon Trail, because you know you hear a lot of kids now. They're like, oh, I played Oregon Trail." It's like the 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 Xbox 360 version where it's all in like, uh, it's like a first person shooter of the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, that I love that awesome. game." When I'd you're play that. when you're uh, when you're when you're going out hunting or whatever, and then your little emoji guy does these dances or whatever, and you're like, "That's like a Fortnite knockoff of Oregon Trail." <laughs> whatever whatever it is you're playing is not the real they Oregon Trail. Emotes. Yeah, 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 that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they get dysentery and die. <laughs> and then you have everybody in the um everybody at the funeral. It's like dad died of dysentery and then all of a sudden it shows everybody like this. Yeah. <laughs> They're all doing emotes. Yeah, random dance F, moves. F, F F F in the chat. <laughs> yeah, L O L. 
Lolcopters. What a fucking mess. That's the new Oregon Trail where where everyone emotes at the funeral and you press F to pay respects to the to the lost traveler. But one yeah. of my favorite Oregon Trail uh, memories is, and this puts James in that category, right? Um, because I used to play it on my home computer. I think my mom got it because my mom was she was in teaching. Well, she still is in teaching. She's a teacher. Um, but back then, she she would get these educational games, and one of them was Oregon Trail. And I mean, this is back. It wasn't even that long ago, and it was a good ways after Oregon Trail was in its like peak. Uh, this would have been like ninety nine two thousand somewhere around there um you know pre pre towers day right <laughs> pre towers days yeah um we we like the birth of christ is like the change from bc to ad the downing of the towers the is the is our new uh, <laughs> way of measuring time yeah. and major BT, <laughs> bt before towers <laughs> bt yeah. and ad um <laughs> Uh, it's just AQ, <laughs> Al Qaeda, <laughs> yeah. BT and AQ. Um, the age in the Anno Domini, the age of or the the what, what is it? Um, the year of our Lord. That this would be the year of our the year of our Al Qaeda, Anno Al Qaeda. Yeah. Um, tasteless. <laughs> this is some tasteless yeah. uh, discourse here. Uh, anyways, tasteless within fifteen minutes. Of the show. <laughs> We're already laughing about 9-11. What oh, horrible come on. People You can't like... laugh about 9-11. You wouldn't <laughs> laugh about 9-11 is what, yeah. what our little things should say on the side of our or the side of our pictures. Um, but he, we used to play, I, I would play Oregon Trail, and I guess James had gotten it at one point, or he had gotten into it, and he was younger. He was not even 10 yet, I don't think. Um, yeah, he would have been six years younger than me, so he would have probably been about 10. Still a youngin, like my son's age now. Isn't he? Um, isn't he still six years younger than you? Yeah, back then he was though too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like time dilation, right? In space, where like, yeah, <laughs> I'm just a little bit faster than he is, so I'm closer <laughs> to the speed of light. So therefore, I age slower, and actually, it's it's slowed down a bit. Um, we are now only four and a half years difference. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's older yeah, than me, as it were. <laughs> as a goof, I, I decide to go into space and travel at the speed of light for a year, just to fuck with him and come back. And he's in his seventies, and I'm like, ah, I'm still thirty-five. Yeah, um, but he, that's um, the ultimate one-up. <laughs> that's how you get him. <laughs> that's how you uh, really mess with people. You do it all just to spite them. Just, yeah, just, just to come goof. back and be like, look, <laughs> look at you. Just as a big goof, you're like, ha ha, now you're almost a century older than I am, you bastard. Um, and you're dead. F in the chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> James has died. Of just, yeah, of just random old dance age. move on their grave. <laughs> James has died of old age. F in the chat. <laughs> um, I, love that you, I love that you did the callback to Oregon Because <laughs> that's exactly what would happen. That's how I would do it. Um, but yeah, so he was he was playing Oregon Trail at one point, and he must have played several rounds uh, because one time I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna I'm gonna play around, just see how far I can get, because I'm like I'm much older now, I should be able to navigate the trail a little better than I did when I was a kid. And I hop on and I make it just not even very far. Like I, I get like maybe a couple minutes into the game and all of a sudden I come across a tombstone and if you recall on Oregon Trail you could leave epitaphs on your tombstones yeah, yeah, yeah. as yeah. like messages to future travelers 
<laughs> and as and like within the first few minutes, I find one, and it's from James's party. And he had written like this message, like he actually thought somebody was who was taking the trail was going to read it. Like he wrote, um, you know, said James's tra travel uh, family died here or whatever. Um, this is as far as they made it. But then it's like, ah, oh, well, to anybody who is traveling the trail, the road is rough. The the path is rocky. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink the water <laughs> right like it was a very like a very heartfelt message that he left uh to the future travelers um and then you know i get a few minutes further and there's another one and i mean like as i'm going there's several tombstones that james had left for future he travelers. Didn't make it far. <laughs> no not at all and like all my people are still healthy we're still stocked up all the oxen are fine all my shit is fine i didn't lose anything and this dude has already died like seven or eight times throughout the trip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this his first time playing? Oh, his first seven or eight times playing. Um, but yeah, that was that's that's one of my favorite memories about Oregon Trail. I used to fuck with James all the time in video games. Um, speaking of, I'll tell you my Animal Crossing story real quick. And I know you've got some stuff that you want to talk about. So uh, I, I do want to just tell the story of GameCube or, or GameCube uh, Animal Crossing, right? I don't remember what it was called back then. It might have just been called Animal Crossing, but... Uh, you could, um, as you know, if you play the current one or if you've played the older ones, as you talk to the to the villagers, they'll eventually ask you, like, well, I sure say such and such a lot or buddy or pal or whatever. I say these things quite a bit. Do you think that there's like another word maybe you'd rather I say or that would be cooler that I say? Or no. And so one of them, because input it, I did what? Can you input you whatever can, word? You can. Um, <laughs> so you can change it. And like a lot of people, I guess, would change it to, you know, I don't know, the person's actual name or like a nickname that maybe their mom calls them or whatever cute thing that people do. Uh, but yeah, James yeah. also played on the island. And the way it was set up on the GameCube one is, you know, there were like four houses. So you could have four different accounts on one island. And so he had his own account on the island and one of the houses was his. So we encountered the same villagers and we had the same layout and everything was the same. And you could manipulate the island in such a way that the other user would see it the way that you changed it. And so I, I bumped into one of the villagers and they finally said, uh, it was one of the villagers that James, again, like I said, he was, he was young. He was probably about 10 years old at the time. Um, so he would <laughs> he was playing and it was like his friend on the game right he was like very particular to this one character he enjoyed this one's company he's like hey stop being mean to gretel or whatever the friggin' animal's name was but uh so i went down and i bumped into that one and it said hey i sure say uh cool kid a lot or whatever what should i say instead and i changed it to man hugger and so James, like, and this is a few days later, James hops on all excited to play and check on his orchard with his fruits and pay off his house and shit. And he walks over to this dude's house and he's talking to him and it says, hey, what's up, man hugger? Haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> and I'm, and the way our room was set up was, well, it was our computer room. I was on the computer and then behind me and against the other wall was the TV with the GameCube set up on it. And I can see in the reflection of the TV that I had, um, James watching the game, and it get he I see him walk down to that character, 
and then he stops and as I hear the the gibberish talking of the animal I realize yeah, yeah. that that's who he's talking to and I kind of look over my shoulder as he's you know sitting there and it's on the screen that says hey what's up man hugger haven't seen you in a while <laughs> and it just sits there for the longest time and James doesn't make a sound he's just sitting there staring at the screen finally he turns around and I see what he's looking at so I'm like holding in the hardest laugh possible and I'm sure he could hear the like trying to hold it in but finally yeah. he turns around and he goes did you <laughs> I just blow like I like blow out the loudest laugh I've ever laughed I think in my life and he was furious because then he had to wait for another opportunity to roll around to change what this guy said up so it, he, he was stuck with man a hugger he was, for yeah, a while he had to he'd be like hey thanks man hugger what's up man hugger how's it going man hugger like every single time he'd go and talk to his best friend in the game so what did you have uh what'd you have there v i know you wanted to talk about some stuff yeah well i kind of wanted to shill early today because um i had some ideas about some things so i just want to tell everybody in the chat that i don't know if you guys saw my last post for the show this week and there's some art of tom and i well, that art is for a show that we've been working on for a while um, that we have scripts and some art and like a little bit of stuff. We actually have like 13 episodes outlined, right? We've got like 13, a few that are already like written. Yeah. Yep. And so we have this show ready to go to like start going into production on the pitch Bible, uh, but we need artists. And so if you guys know any artists or um, are an artist, shoot me a DM on my LinkedIn or my uh, LinkedIn or my Twitter um and friggin uh we can work something out i like i know this is like probably what you don't want to hear but we don't have the money to pay you <laughs> but you will be um you'll be entitled to like stock so if you work with us on the project you'll get um you could become a part of the company and be like a shareholder um so if you are interested in that shoot me a dm or uh add me on linkedin and let's chat because um, i'm ready to like go into production on this and start doing some stuff. Um, yeah, that's really it as far as that goes. Um, what do you have to say about that? Do you concur? Uh, yeah, I agree. So here's how it went down before. We had, we actually had something going for another um, program, and we had people who were uh, actually drawing the, doing all the work. And I mean, we had the pitch bible pretty much done and yeah. actually had original art for the characters we had the screen or the the script for the pilot episode we had i mean everything i mean we it was it was good to go it was ready to present and in fact it's packaged in a way that it could be presented right now but um the artist that was doing the art decided oh, yeah. to leave like she was just not happy i forget oh it was because we wouldn't no. entertain no, no, her boyfriend broke up with her and she quit. She couldn't handle working with us anymore Yeah. because she needed to, like, figure her life out. So my art director just quit. That was when we were working on the pitch Bible for my anime, mm -hmm. which um, we had planned to pitch to Netflix. And I even had gotten in contact. I'm very well connected. I, I know I don't seem like it. I'm kind of dorky or whatever, but I'm actually very well connected on LinkedIn. I have, like, distributor connections and, like, voice actor connections you guys those of you weebs like me you would be blown away by the voice actors that i know and like um like we're ready to in fact we had some legit voice actors committed to that project um people that like are top build actors in anime and so like we were ready to go and then this chick bailed on us and we couldn't finish the project 
And then we had an issue where we thought we found funding and that was all weird or whatever. So that didn't go through. So my, my anime is in hiatus, but I'd really like to start working on the show that Tom and I are working on um, because we can do it together. That'll add more people to the group. Um, so again, if you're interested in that, shoot me a DM uh, or shoot me, add me on LinkedIn or Twitter um, and we can talk. Um, so if you're watching, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's that's my shill. I wanted to shill early, you know. Yeah. So the show. Did you want to talk about what the show is even about, so that people kind of know what they're what they'd be getting into? Can you can you do oh, like a log line or whatever? Yeah. Well, why I, don't you? I don't want to give away anything that would um, encroach or uh, step on like what you wanted to keep secret. You know what I'm saying? No. No, there's nothing. There's okay. nothing like that. So the the whole yeah, concept we, it's basically copyrighted because we have it emailed to each other. Oh, so yeah, we can share right. details with we're creators, so we can share details with people. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Yeah, um, we can do whatever. So so the show is is essentially two guys get out of the military, they get out of the army, and it's it's, it's a true story in that sense. Like two guys who get out of the yeah. army and uh, they're friends and they basically are trying to figure out and navigate life on the outside of the army, but neither one of them wants to work a nine to five job. And then they kind of struggle to find their place in life in that regard. But um, I hope that's, that's probably the best log line that I could come up with on the fly. Um, It's probably copy and pasted straight from what you had told me before. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As I'm looking at the screen right here, there's, I have it pulled up. Uh, But yeah, so there's like, what you see with us now this chemistry this goofiness this uh whatever is very much reflected in the story and in the dialogue that you'll see but it's a little it's like far more zany and what we can get away with in cartoons is a little bit more than we can get away with here in reality and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know just the the kind of hijinks and shit v is um like the tom character is very stupid so not far off the mark there uh very stupid and like oblivious uh what's another word like um head in the clouds kind of goofy whatever uh and and just kind of lives life like nothing matters like who cares and then v on the other hand so very much like ren and stimpy like if you wanted to compare it to something yeah that's uh, a pretty good Comparison. The Tom character is Stimpy, and then the Ren character is, is is V. Or I'm sorry, the V character is uh, like Ren, very angry all the time, easy easy to agitation, that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, you saw the picture, the art, and kind of the concept of the route that we want to go with it. And uh, like V said, we actually have I know we have three episodes essentially written in their entirety. Um, with minor tweaks that can be made or whatever but then we have like the rest of the episodes outlined and kind of like what the subject matter is uh of what uh what's going to happen like the description of the episode and shit like that um and we have like there's i'm telling you like i don't think a lot of stuff that i talk about is funny like i don't think a lot of the jokes or anything that i write is particularly funny um but i think that this story is actually very funny and some of the stuff that we've come up with for the series is very very funny um, the dialogue is crude, disgusting, vile. My favorite episode is so far that we have yet to write, but like is going to be so good. The, is uh, the, uh, <laughs> the James Dean yeah. Tobacco Festival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one's going to be so good where we have Kid Rock show up. Kid, yeah. We're going to try to get Kid 
rock for that episode. Yeah, so that's and the thing is, he does he does cartoons. He does cartoon acting. Yeah. he has in the past. Um, but yeah, he was he's like the the star of the James Dean Tobacco Festival, um, which is kind of like just like a musical festival with. Uh, all sorts of tobacco companies that try to sell their shit in the tents or whatever like if you've ever been to like a big festival where they've got you know all the tents with the different sponsors and shit but it's all tobacco stuff everyone's smoking cigars and then what was it It was like the the commander in (laughs) what was it um i don't i don't remember there's it's i'm telling you like if you think like we're funny here at least a little bit like imagine us way zanier and kind of like uh, without any kind of limitations as to what we can and cannot say. Um, that's kind of what the show is about. And then you know, and then the hardships of you know suffering from PTSD and like other mental uh, disorders that come with serving in the military for extended periods of time. But that's that's kind of like the sub context of the show. That yeah, yeah. Constantly exactly. dealt with. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's our pitch. So if any of you Netflix uh, producers are out there watching right now yeah, or whatever, uh, I'm on <laughs> so are we ready to transition to the? Are we ready to transition then to the new? Yeah, make thing? sure you make sure address the guys and you know take your shot and all that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so thank you for reminding me because yeah. Mike would have had my ass. Our, even our um, even our titles below our names are still the flat Earth one. <laughs> <laughs> Did we do it already after the flat Earth one? Didn't we or not? no? That was last week. Was it? Yeah, it was. Just where I'm at. Uh, Jamis said that we're not funny ever. He said I don't think you guys are funny ever. Um, speaking of Jamis, will be with us at. Oh, that's the other thing. Next week we're going to be doing oh, yeah. our show from Washington D.C., uh, where we will be uh, at that protest. Hopefully riot. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how things go. Um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to put any label on it, but um, definitely hoping it turns into a riot. Uh, but for yeah. January sixth, there there's supposed to be a um, protest at the cap or at the Capitol uh, regarding the the reading of the contested results from all the states that have you know flagrant voter fraud uh, has been presented and discovered and all that shit. Um, Avery Whitman says, I'm just here for the cringe. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but then uh, we're also going to do some video stuff there while we're there. So, like, that won't necessarily be on the episode that we do. Uh, that'll be its own separate thing. I believe James is actually bringing a camera so that he can record uh, our antics while we're there. And we're actually going to bring signs and hold up funny signs and shit. Like uh, V's, I think I was going to have his say, uh, <laughs> Michelle Obama is a transgender icon. And then mine would say, Hunter Biden smoked all my crack. Uh, just stuff like that. And um, we're going to try to get on as many news channels as we possibly can. Uh, and if, if the opportunity presents itself where we can interview, that would be fantastic, too, because, um, you know, I'll be wearing my You Had Me at Bigfoot shirt and, uh, you know, my MAGA hat and all that shit. So it'd be very, noticed, very I noticed that Jameis had to retract his statement, and that was wise because I'm the one that's picking him up on the way to DC. <laughs> I'll keep him in the mountains of Wisconsin somewhere. <laughs> mountains there aren't any in Wisconsin. It's, oh. it's, it's in the grassy uh, well, I'll plains. Leave him or... In the lake of Wisconsin, I'll leave him in Lake Huron or something. <laughs> is that that's not even attached to Wisconsin? Is it? <laughs> it's not. Mm-mm. Well, I'll leave him somewhere. I'll leave your ex. <laughs> leave, leave him in Illinois. Nothing's yeah. in Illinois. Or I'll just Indiana. drop off. Like I did to that chick. Remember I, I left that chick in San Antonio? Oh, yeah. I just, I just left her ass. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. Is that the one? Yeah. I'll do that to you, Jameis. I'll leave your ass <laughs> somewhere random. Who's the so one that? Uh, who's the one that you left like the VA thing? Like you were supposed to go to some VA thing? Did she leave you or you left her? No, I left this. Okay, the chick that I'm talking about, I went on leave with after I remember Afghanistan. that. I remember that. When one. I bought the Camaro, and she let me drive. I let her drive the Camaro, and it had the top down the whole time we were in Texas. And I got super sunburned, like crab sunburned. Like I woke up and I was like, "Oh, what the heck happened?" Like I'm all red and like beat, like red. And she's just driving like crazy. And I was like, "Pull over!" I like yelled at her. And then um, I finally just got fed up, and I like left her. I dropped her off at a hotel, and I was like, "You know how to get back." And then peeled out, like burned out. <laughs> yeah. You'll figure it out. You're a soldier. You're a woman yeah. soldier. A nice, a, a strong, independent woman soldier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. What was out of that? But. What was the one? There was one I thought you told me about. You went with some chick to a VA function or something, and then either she left you or you left her or something. I don't know. You I have don't... like you have a long history of like pulling those, these <laughs> I... types of antics. Yeah. No, that's not something that. Yeah. I'm no. inconsistent with that's for sure. But no, those are those are always funny stories to me when you leave people and you leave them <laughs> high and dry. <laughs> yeah. Or when you get stranded places because you're too drunk to drive. <laughs> those, are, <laughs> those are some of my favorite stories. Yeah. Um so are we ready to transition here? Like the great yeah. Michelle Obama, are we ready to transition to Did you no, did you did you take your shot? Oh, and I did, I did to, <laughs> dang it. And I didn't even address the guys. You're blowing it, dude. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the chat. As always, BS, never trust an elf, welcome back. I know uh, they really like threw this out there. They're like, I forgot you even existed. Like, <laughs> way, appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thanks for coming back, at least. You know, uh, Avery Whitman, Jay Coop, Mike in Manitoba, Jugs, Jadogi, Jadoji, Jadogi. Um, I, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell with the with the G whether it's a soft yeah. G or a hard G. Uh, well, and then, isn't a judo gi the uniform that you wear during judo? Maybe. Judo gi? Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well then we'll go with that. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> also, welcome, oh, and then James Pregler. Not welcome to the chat, James. <laughs> Let's not <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, specifically, fuck James. Uh, and then K.E. as well. I call Manchester on the signs in D.C. Um, what are we posting to oh no whoever ke is i don't know who it is but they just called manchester and if you don't know what manchester is uh it's a game where if somebody makes a claim that they're going to do something and usually it's a radical claim like i'm gonna beat his ass or you know i swear to god next time i see so and so i'm gonna <laughs> slap him in the mouth so hard and then if you say manchester then they have to do it, right? Or they, or you get to uh -oh. hit them in the chest with a phone book, right? Oh my god! And we used to chest? play this. Ke, I feel like that's. I can. I if it's Kyle. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know who it is. And uh, we used to play this in in our recruiting station in Green Bay. Uh, we used to play Manchester all the time, and I took so many fucking phone books because I have a mouth like mine. <laughs> like I, I'm always running my mouth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I took many phone books for that, and and now we have to do the signs because he called. Well, Manchester. somebody's got to come up with something, otherwise I'm just gonna go with your standard show your tits. 
Yeah. Well, we've got four of us are going, so we can have four signs. So somebody come up with, we need two more signs. Otherwise, V's going to have to do show us your tits. Uh, <laughs> and to answer VS's question, do they even make phone books anymore? They do, and we had a very thick one. We had a very thick phone book. Um, and then there were times where we had, like, a ceremonial Manchester payout where, you know, some like somebody like me ran their mouth and we got, you know, many Manchesters that needed to be paid up. And then people would just basically form a line, and I'd have to stand there and get hit in the chest. Uh, and a couple other guys. One guy, one of the funniest ones was, he said, I will, uh, he, it was something to do with cops and the SWAT team. This is back in like 2012, it must have been, or 2011. Uh, he said, um, I will, I'll fuck up an entire SWAT team. I'll, uh, I don't give a fuck. And he was like so <laughs> mad about something that happened in the news. And then some, somebody, it was probably Kyle, called Manchester. And uh, <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm never going to, when am I going to come in contact with the SWAT team, an entire SWAT team? And it just so happened that week we had our annual training conference in, I forget where it was, some, somewhere in near Fort, um, whatever the fort name, or it's like Sparta, Wisconsin, whatever that, uh, that base is up there. Uh, we were there for that. And apparently also during that weekend, they decided to have the uh, Special Weapons and Tactics Annual Training Conference. So there was <laughs> the entire SWAT team of Wisconsin no. was there. <laughs> and so this dude, when, when somebody pointed it out, all of a sudden dude looks, and then he looks back at the group like... <laughs> and we were like, now's your chance. <laughs> and he, of course, didn't. And he took a phone call for it. That's um, pretty good. That was one of my favorite Manchester uh, but yeah, are we ready to take the shot then? To that guy not... No, no. I was going to say to him not killing an entire SWAT team. Um, yeah. To the return... To, to, to Kyle being in the chat. I love that dude. He's, he's a very good All friend right. of mine for, for many years. He was uh, one of my favorite people in in that company. So to Kyle being in the chat. I appreciate that. Look at you. Kudos to Kyle. Cool guy. Very cool guy. Now he... um. Uh, I don't want to talk too much about him because I don't want to give away well, like anything Bonzi, that he doesn't want to. A Bonzi cool guy? That's what I picture when I think of cool guy. He was, if I could describe him, he was like, I don't even know if he was older than me, but he was like my older brother. Like, uh, uh, very funny, or maybe like an uncle, like the funny uncle, mm -hmm. um, where like he let you play video games that he knew that your mother wouldn't let you play. Uh, like Mortal Kombat and shit when you were kids. Um, oh, right. But then he also made a lot of jokes, did funny voices, always in a good mood. And, like, even when he was in a bad mood, he was still funny. Because I can think of, like, many times that he was in a bad mood because of some shit that was going on at the recruiting station or in the company or what he had to do. And you could tell he was furious, but he was just such a sweet guy, he could never get really, like, mad mad. Um, so when he was angry, he was just as... Uh, you know, just as funny as he was when he wasn't mad. Just like a consistently resilient and funny guy. Um, oh, okay. All right. Well, you, you want to suck his dick or what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's virtually put your VR mask on and, and I'll do this for you, Kyle. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Enough with the sucking Kyles. Yeah. Um, all right. So what are we talking about today, V? You want to kind of set us up? <laughs> You're asking me. I don't even know. I, I know you told me something, and then you were like, don't look it up, because 
something, but I'll be honest with you, I didn't look it up. I did what you said, and so I don't I don't even remember what it is. I remember it was something about um, something. Yeah, I don't know. Pretty much narrows it down. <laughs> I'm actually I'm pulling up the thing right now. Uh, yeah. I'm I color me oblivious. Well, if you want to do your thing that you normally do, where you uh, look it no, up on Wikipedia, that would be fine. Yeah. So today, what we're actually talking about, I'll set us up then, since you uh, since you blew it. Um, <clears throat> you had your chance. You had your chance. Uh, My be. So we're talking about David Parker Ray today, and that's why today's episode is called "You Had Me at Toy Story," uh, because he was the toy box killer. All right. Um, and if you don't remember the toy box killer, like most, you know, most of these uh, true crime guys or whatever, they're from like back in the 70s, 80s, you know, that time frame. That was like a big time for serial killers. And you know, you know who um, you know who this guy looks like? Do you, do you have a picture of this guy? You know I, who he looks like? As a matter of fact, I do have a picture of him if anyone wants to see him. <laughs> David Parker Ray. Ostrom abductor. Yeah, he was the yeah. toy box killer. Um, and with a haircut like that, I can see how he was able to get close enough to the women that he abducted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so this dude, this is from like 1999. So it's not that long ago for like, especially those of us in the chat. We remember 1999. Remember that time? Yeah. I don't remember... Uh, this whole story, right? Um, I, I I don't remember it happening, and I was I would have been in high school at the time. B, yeah, that would was have been, my uh, yeah, you would have was been, my senior year. Yeah, senior year in high school was ninety nine. So you would have thought that this was a big story, like like I told you uh, when we were talking. I said it sounds it's it sounds like a national tragedy, but in reality, yeah. it must have been a regional tragedy yeah. actually, because we yeah. didn't really hear about it where I was, and I mean I was on I was in the north at the time but um he this this happened down in what new mexico i believe uh truth and consequences new mexico mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah area. arizona and new mexico yeah so yeah, do you, you know want to do the looks, kind of like, looks like for real though huh he, you know do you, do you remember wilfred brimley yeah the, the diabetes diabetes this is him before yeah, he had diabetes, diabetes. <laughs> type 2 adult onset diabetes 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 <laughs> I used to love eating apple pies. <laughs> I could eat apple pies all day. <laughs> Fucking Wilford Brimley. Yeah. I saw him good. in something recently, and I, I didn't realize that he was an actual actor. I thought he was just yeah, a diabetes guy. Yeah, he's, been, he's on Seinfeld. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, apparently a big guy. Um, well, literally a big guy. Uh, but, V, do you want to go ahead and do your, as uh, Jadogi said, do the wiki quickie? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I'll pretend that I'm not reading, but I'll actually be reading, even though you guys can see me now, so you'll know that I'm reading. Let me just uh, put it a little. <clears throat> David Parker Ray, born November 6, 1939, and died May 28, 2002, also known as the Toy Box Killer, was an American kidnapper, torturer, rapist, and suspected killer. So he's got hot, the hat trick here, man. Hot trip abductor, yeah. That pretty yeah. much narrows it he's down. He's got them all. He's, 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 a, he's a seasoned veteran. Though no bodies were found, he was accused by his accomplices of several of killing several people and suspected by the police to have murdered as many as 60 women from Arizona and New Mexico while living in, get this, Elephant Butte. That's an actual city in New Mexico. Elephant Butte. Yeah, Elephant Butte is basically what it is. 
approximately seven miles north of Truth or Consequences. That's a city too, Truth or Consequences. Isn't that ironic? This all uh, sounds South- like, this all sounds fake. Like, oh, he lived in Elephant Butt, and which is close to Truth or Consequences. What are you talking about? Like, it sounds, it, gets, it all sounds fake. It, this gets pretty interesting here. Check this out. He soundproofed a truck trailer that he called his toy box, hence the toy box killer, and equipped it, he, he junctioned some armor to it, with uh, with items used for sexual torture. Ray was convicted of kidnapping and torture in 2001, for which he received a lengthy sentence, but he was never convicted of murder. He died of a heart attack about one year after his convictions in two cases, the second one of which resulted in a plea deal. That's the gist of uh, Wilfred Brimley. Diabetes, 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 diabetes. <laughs> no, Ray, uh, uh, Sonny, 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 what's his name? Uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. Remember Parker Lewis? <laughs> Remember that show? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> and he wore that ridiculous suit. It was like the ideal 80s suit with like cinnamon buns drawn on it. And, you know, it was like, it was like if the opening of Saved by the Bell was a, was a, a suit, that, <laughs> that's what it looked like. You know, just all neon colors. And it's going to be all right. <laughs> neon colors and triangles and circles on a suit. It's just Kinda ridiculous. Like... <laughs> it looks like the original Trapper Keeper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We're not even talking about oh, this thing anymore. <laughs> We're not even yeah. talking about this guy anymore. So what? What the heck did he do? Like, so I'm I'm gonna try to keep up as you're talking. Like, I've got pictures here. So as you're talking about some of his shenanigans, um, mm-hmm. which like, remember we talked about this the other day? How like you can that dude Alex or whatever on Twitter, um, Acid Draposi, uh, at Acid Draposi. Uh, he was talking about how if you like minimize somebody's horrendous actions, it can make it <laughs> yeah, funnier. Yeah, so like, it. <laughs> I'll be like, so as you're talking about the this dude uh, David Parker Ray's um, hilarious shenanigans and exploits, uh, I'll I'll do my yeah. best to actually share uh, some of the pictures of the interior of his trailer. All right, so you'll get kind of a look at what some of these women are dealing with. I also have some pictures of the of the women. Well, one of the women. It's very hard to track. It's very hard to track down some of these women. Okay, well here here are some of this crime and Al's crimes. Uh, it says Ray sexually tortured and presumably killed his victims using whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades, and saws. Wow, this dude was basically Dexter, huh? It is thought that he terrorized many women with these tools for many years while living in New Mexico with the help of accomplices. Dang, he had like people some of whom were alleged to have been several of the women he was dating. Wow, he turned them. He was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, inside the torture room, along with this numerous... This was one sex- of the accomplices, his old lady, uh, Cynthia Hendy. She's a looker. Yeah. She looks like she, looks like she uh, had a, a bit too much of the old uh, glass dick. You know what I... You know what I hate? <laughs> you know what I hate? Bangs on a woman. I just can't stand them. She's missing that. Well, no, she kind of does have bangs. She has one little bang in the center. I think, yeah, <laughs> which is even worse, honestly. Yeah, um, it just accents the five head. <laughs> it does go up there quite a bit. Makes me yeah. wonder, like, if she pulled her hair up, would she look a little bit like a like a spring onion? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this um, let's see here. It says inside the torture room, along with numerous sex toys. 
torture implements syringes and detailed diagrams showing ways of inflicting pain there was a homemade electrical generator which was used for wow electrical generator a mirror was mounted in the ceiling above the obstruct table to which he strapped his victims Ray also put his victims in wooden contraptions that bent them over and immobilized them while he had his dogs and sometimes other friends rape them. Jesus, this is appalling. This is awful. Oh. <laughs> he had it's been said to have wanted his victims to see everything he was doing to them. Ray often had an audio tape recording of his voice played for his victims whenever they regained consciousness. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. This is awful. This guy is terrible. He's a horrible human being. Um, meticulous though. I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he had very particular tastes. He knew what he wanted, and we'll learn yeah. more about that when we explore the tape here in a little bit. This is like it's like the zenith of sadism. He's like having he's having dogs bang his girlfriends and oh, shit. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? So the wow. arrest and investigation. Should I get into the arrest and investigation? Please. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, okay, here we go. It says, Ray posed as an undercover police officer and a... What the fuck? <laughs> posed as an undercover police yeah, officer? Yeah, talk about bold. Like, very, very bold. You know what, what I mean? The, like, it's the like, cojones on this guy. It's impressive. Like, honestly. Like, <laughs> let's put all of the what he did aside for a moment. Yeah. And let's consider the fact that this dude had so much evidence on his uh, at his property... Uh, that could put him away for well we'll find out how long he got put away for um but he has all this evidence that like if anyone investigated him for anything else there's no denying he would have been caught and all this other evidence would have been admissible based on you know the 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 scope of the the warrant right um he decides to pose as an undercover police officer you know which is not like posing as literally any other profession where like there's yeah. really no like you could pose as any other profession and not get in trouble but as a police officer there's a specific law about that right yeah so this dude is a he just added, he's probably guy. figured well i've got enough under my belt so <laughs> that's no big you know what i mean yeah, this is just like a parking <laughs> ticket to me <laughs> it, says, it says that he posed as an undercover police officer and approached cynthia vigil i think that was the uh crack whore that we saw earlier in the park yeah. No, Cynthia Vigil. Oh, Cynthia Vigil is this woman. Actually, kind oh. of a cute girl. Like I'm sure when she's cleaned up, she's a little cute. She looks a little bit like AOC, huh? Well, I was gonna say she looks a little like um, Alyssa Milano. Oh yeah, she does. But you know what the difference is? This girl has taken far less vaginal beatings than Alyssa Milano. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going for something. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so he told her she was under arrest for solicitation of prostitution and handcuff her. The nerve of this guy. He put, he put, her, he put her in his trailer and took her to Elfin Butte. After three days of captivity, Vigil escaped from his trailer. So she pulled, uh, what is that chick, uh, Jodie Foster? Escaped from his trailer at Elephant Butte on March 22, 1999. To escape, this is where it gets good, right? This is the Jodie Foster scene from... Uh, what was that one lockdown? What was the movie where she was locked in her kiss the girls or yeah, a long time spider? One yeah, of the contact. <laughs> yeah, one of them. <laughs> to escape, she waited until Ray had gone to work and then unlocked her chains. I, I wonder how she did that. 
Bray's accomplice, Cindy Hendy, had left the keys on the nearby table before going to another room when she participated in a telephone call. After Vigil got the keys, Hendy noticed Vigil's attempt to escape and the fight ensued. Dang, she threw down my tea. During the struggle, Hendy... <laughs> During the struggle, Hendy broke a lamp on the survivor's head, but Vigil unlocked her chains and stabbed Hendy in the neck with an ice pick. Bitch! Hendy fell to the floor. Oh no, she got Hendy. I thought it was the other way around. So she got... She, she pulled a gangster move. It says Hendy fell to the floor and Vigil escaped. She fled while wearing only an iron slave collar and padlock chains. She ran down the road seeking help, which she got from a nearby homeowner, who took her in, comforted her, and called the police. Her escape led officials to the trailer and instigated the capture of Ray and his accomplices. Wow, that is insane. That's crazy how she got away. She, like, she pulled some gangster shit, dude. She did one of those moves that, like, if you're ever, you know, what do they tell us? You know, the first thing, if you're ever... Um, uh, kidnapped in the army or you have to go prisoner of war the first thing is try and escape <laughs> yeah well that's the code of conduct you're talking about yeah, but many of, of the steps yeah. of the code of conduct involve yeah. trying to escape and subvert or like you know fuck with your kidnappers um <laughs> yeah she did and that was impressive yeah. make, that was... make a knife out of the paper that they give you for writing your notes let's like let's you be could, honest you right yeah. the, this girl she was solicit she was a hooker right yeah. And many hookers have been in situations where they've been imprisoned, uh, unlawfully imprisoned by some kind of weirdo, uh, and have learned how to uh, navigate and get away from weirdos. So yeah. this girl, yeah. she's... Essentially is, is whores know their way around an ice pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, where she was storing it is not a surprise to me either. Like, I wouldn't uh, question. But then also, like, you look around the room, and I shared some of the pictures as you were talking of the room, the, the sex room. Um, yeah. Which is far more, like, it's far less glamorous than what the, you would think when you hear the, the word. The fun dungeon, you mean? The fun yeah. dungeon? Yeah, it's far <laughs> less glamorous than what you would think when you hear toy box or toy room yeah. or fun dungeon or sex dungeon. Yeah. Or the, you know, like, you think it would be nice, and then you look at that, and it looks like a hospital room. Like, it looks like eight hospital rooms put into one room. You know what I mean? Um, right. And then a bunch of occult shit as well, like the, the, the dolls and the candles and shit. How bizarre. Um, yeah, odd situation all around. Um, certainly strange, for sure. You know uh, what I was, that ever happened to me? If I was handy, if that happened to me, and like all that stuff afterwards, like I escaped, you know what I'd do? I would uh, kill that guy. I would find him and just like murder him. Like forget like law, you know, like all, after all that, like you're dehumanized. Like it, like you're entitled to killing that person, I think. Well, I would but, agree. My, I would that agree. That would be my argument in court when I get, you know, premeditated murder. <laughs> I would yeah. agree, but um, how many days did it say? I'm, and I'm not making a case for David Parker or whatever, uh, or David mm. Parker Ray or whatever his name is. Um, I'm not making the case for him, but I will say this about the girl. Uh, how long did it say that she was in captivity? Does it say there? Do you remember? Uh, three, three days. Three days. So, granted, there was probably some shenanigans that went down, some bad yeah. stuff that went down. She was, she was definitely banged by a dog in between that. Well, we don't know that uh, for sure. He probably walked up to her and was like, you like dogs? <laughs> you like dogs? Oh, I like dogs. I like sex dungeons more. <laughs> I like caravans full of hospital equipment more. Um, but, so, the way that he describes it in the tape, it would lead me to believe 
that these women are heavily drugged the entire time that they're there to oh, a point yeah. where they right. don't know what's happening right um yeah. they're just too like they're sedated to a, a point of just uh what's the word commit not uh, complacency not complacency yeah. um uh i don't know the word escapes me but cooperation there we go yeah, to, to a point you. where they're just like they'll do whatever without question yeah. Uh, and I don't know how much this girl actually remembered. There's another girl that was that escaped, and the only reason that they found her was because they watched the videos and they discovered a tattoo on one of the girls, and it was like a real vague tattoo. And they shared it on the news after they caught this dude, and they said, "If this is you, come forward. We want to talk to you." And they kind of like tried to identify some of the people based off of right. markings or whatever. Uh, and this this chick recognized the tattoo, and she said, "Oh, that's me." And she went in and talked to the cops, and apparently she didn't remember anything about the whole the whole wow tryst, right? Wow. Um, and the way he did it was women. This is not something I suppose that they get into on the Wikipedia, but I'll tell you kind of how it went down um, for the chicks who were released. And many of them probably don't remember the whole thing. They just have days where they don't they don't have any recollection of what happened during those days. And what he would do is that he would keep them for weeks at a time, maybe, and then he would release them on a back road somewhere after like really scrubbing them down and getting rid of any DNA on the on their body and in their body like he flushed out all of their holes um kind of like what you do when you catch a turtle like a snapping turtle and you want to eat it you throw it in a, a barrel of water was, so that it flushes what itself you're saying out here, wasn't those one of those guys that just like d dug a shallow grave for just like any old person to find he like knew what he was doing he was like meticulous you know he didn't just he didn't just like do this all willy-nilly no, he knew what he was doing, and he was, um, and this is the problem with the toy box killer, right? Uh, one of many problems, but in invest in like investigating the toy box yeah. killer, was he claims that he's had to kill uh, people that he imprisoned before because he recorded this tape in 1993, the the orientation tape, right? Yeah, the orientation. Yeah, and we haven't talked about that, huh? No, we did we talk yet. about the disorientation video? The disorientation. Yeah. Um, the, the the further disorientation because surely yeah. they were at the point where they where they were when they woke up chained to a friggin um, sex dungeon uh, yeah. but in this tape he talks about how he had women who wouldn't comply and who fought and no, no matter what he did he couldn't get them to to calm down that he had to kill them and bury them out in the woods and he said honestly nobody came looking for them out here because they wow. lived far enough out in the mountains and uh, in the sticks that nobody ever came looking. Nobody could hear because the sex dungeon was so um, soundproofed that no matter what they did, if they kicked and screamed and yelled all day long, nobody could hear. And even if they could, the, ne the nearest neighbor was still a good long ways away. Uh, so there was really no hope for them. And he made this very clear in the orientation tape. Uh, did you have anything more that you wanted to read about, kind of like the general information yeah, about this bit, dude? Right? Yeah, I can keep going. There's a couple more things here if you want. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, so it says, police stopped Ray and Hendy, and Ray was taken to jail. Right, Hendy was the one that was stabbed with the ice pick. His, his, uh, his accomplice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, after the publicity surrounding the arrest, another victim, Angel Angelica Monot Monotano, that's a weird name, uh, came forward. 
She told a similar story and said that she had reported the incident to the police, but there had been no follow-up assholes. Um, Ray had another video of a victim, Kelly Garrett, also known as Kelly Van Cleve, which dated from 1996. Garrett ultimately was found in Colorado alive after police, um, <clears throat> sorry, I lost, after police identified a tattoo, oh, this is that girl you were talking about, after police identified a tattoo on her ankle. She later testified that she had gotten in a fight with her husband and decided to spend the night playing pool with friends. On July 24th, 1996, Ray's daughter, Jessie, who knew Garrett, Ray, had, Ray, this asshole had a daughter, wow, who knew Garrett, took her to the Blue Water Saloon in Truth or Consequences and drugged the beer she was drinking. So this is what I'm gathering from this. This guy, Ray's whole family was in on this. He was like, he had a team of people doing this yeah. and drugged the beer she was drinking. Garrett had walked to the parking lot when she was suffered a blow from behind, which knocked her unconscious. Ray took her to his trailer and attached a dog collar and leashed to her neck. Man, this is horrible. During this time, Ray noticed that she was breathing and slashed her throat open. Thinking he had killed her, Ray dumped her beside the road near Caballo. That means in Spanish, I guess that's the city. Um, she was later treated for her injuries at a local clinic. Neither her husband nor police believed her story. Her husband believed she had been cheating on Oh man, what an asshole. Her yeah. husband believed cheating on him the night she was attacked. He sued for divorce, and Garrett moved to Colorado. She was later interviewed on cold case files about the ordeal. There's two more paragraphs here, so I'll power through them. It says, two other accomplices were uncovered by invest the investigation. Glenda Jean Jesse Ray, Ray's daughter, right? What an asshole. This dude had his family. And Dennis Yancey. Yancey admitted to strangling his former girlfriend, Mary Parker, after Ray had kidnapped and tortured her. Wow, what the fuck? Yancey was convicted of second-degree murder, and of a conspiracy to commit murder, first-degree murder, as was sentenced to a 15-year, two 15-year prison terms. After that murder, Ray allegedly admitted to having an accomplice named Billy Bowers. He had all these people in it. A previous business pars partner whom Ray also murdered. Jesus Christ, he's just killing everybody. <laughs> this dude just was like, oh, all right, I'm done with you. He was tying up loose ends. Yeah. <laughs> the, the FBI, these assholes, sent 100 agents to examine Ray's property and surroundings, but no identifiable human, identifiable human remains were found. To prevent women from reporting the crimes, Ray had drugged them with agents to induce amnesia. Oh, okay. He made a tape recording of himself telling one woman that the drugs were sodium pentothal, pentothal whatever, isn't that the um, truth serum? I and don't know. Pheno, phenobarbital. Um, one woman remained uncertain that her recollections of the abuse were anything but nightmares until she had contact. She was contacted by the FBI. After questioning, she came to remember her mistreatment in increasing detail. So she thought it was a dream. She thought it was all a dream. Can you imagine, like, what? Like, I have nightmares all the time when I don't. When I forget to take my pills, and for whatever reason, last night I took my pills and I still had crazy nightmares. Anyways, um, mm -hmm. I guess the pills had worn off by that point. I right. slept a long time. I slept like twelve hours. Um, because <laughs> that's the kind of piece of shit I am. I just sleep for right. twelve hours at a time. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't. The, like, I have some pretty scary nightmares, but when I wake up, I'm never like, "What the fuck is wrong with me?" But like these women, yeah. what's that feel? Yeah, these they're having nightmares involving, and we're gonna get into some of the things that he did to them based off of the recording. Um, but these women had some nightmares. They thought they were having nightmares about getting raped by dogs and having gigantic dildos forced into them and being forced three, four times a day to pleasure a dude. Um, wow. Like, what a, like what, what is wrong with a person that that is their, 
that's the sort of nightmares that they have. I don't know. It sounds like they probably, if they just dismissed it as such, like, oh, these are just nightmares, without seeking help, um, that sounds like they probably have other underlying issues that need to be addressed. But do you have have one one paragraph? No, that was it. That was the last. I mean, there's another thing about trials. Oh, yeah. Uh, about that. But that was that was it. That's the gist of the Wikipedia. What did he get? I mean, that's the gist of the knowledge that I have, I mean. Not <laughs> <Wikipedia>. <laughs> what what punishment did he himself get? Did you talk about that? Uh, I don't think so. I, hang on. Let me see what it says here. Uh, I mean, trials. It says he was taken to... Accomplice Ray. She was released 36 years. Uh, Ray received a sentence of 36 years for her. Oh, Hendy, accomplice, testified. Ray, that's what charged by Lenny's book. Uh, it says in 2000, Cindy Hendy, an accomplice who uh, with Ray, was sentenced to 36 years. So his wife or whoever that bitch was, um, she got 36 years. Um, on May 28th, Ray was taken to Leah Correctional Facility to be questioned by state police. He died of a heart attack before the. This guy pulled it off. Convenient. He pulled it off. <laughs> he died of a heart attack. Or maybe it was the heart attack gun. Maybe the FBI just got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. maybe. They said, this guy is a menace. They pulled the punishment of him. You know, Which they, we they know exists, right? gun. Yeah. Based on congressional testimony. Um, yeah. yeah, he ended up getting what is like, I think it's a two, 230 something. For two counts, or for two women, was all he was charged with, right? Um yeah, Jay Coop is saying, guys, you should Google the estimated amount of active serial killers in the U.S. It's something crazy. I would wonder how many other torture trailers could be out there. Um, always yeah, be something to add to your nightmares. Just know that there's crazy people like this uh, Parker Ray Lewis guy out there doing this crap, and you could it could potentially be you. This there are men out there that will kidnap you and have dogs bang you. This is a thing that is real. This yeah. happens to people. It could happen to you. And so you know what? Kind of thought <laughs> six tonight. <laughs> While you're out there trying to buy or trying to go to the bar late at night because your husband, here's a reason for you to be faithful yeah. to your husbands, right? Yeah, uh, you know, because you might end up in a sex trailer um, yeah. <laughs> on a gynecological table. Uh, yeah. But yeah, th- he's he's right. There, um, I remember watching that Mind Hunter, Mind Raper, right? Yeah. Uh, right. When they do the whole thing with Ed Kemp, I think was his yeah, name. Uh, when he was talking, and they said, how many serial killers do you think there are out there? Because it was like a new thing at the time, like serial killing. How many do you think there are? Like, how many people do you think there are like you out there? And he says, oh, I'd say about... And he says some astronomical, like, number, like, huge number, where you're like, what? And I think it's true. And we've talked about this before, where uh, you look at how much woodlands there are, how much... um, you know how much space there is to bury someone just throwing somebody over the boat uh after they're dead like with a with something tied to them to sink them down yeah. in, in water where it's that's known to be shark infested uh there's yeah. all sorts of things you can do to get rid of a body where nobody's ever going to find it yeah, and yeah. alligators yeah because alligators actually out there's no dna found in alligator shit so if you feed a dead body to alligators then um you know they'll never find out who it was in pigs i think is what you're saying just now pigs it's another yeah, thing pigs. so always, the... always be leery of somebody who owns a pig farm right this is our second yeah. snatch reference for tonight yeah uh and then you know you've got we we're talking about trailers the sex trailers um 
you know, we saw just this past week on Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way, everybody. Yeah. Uh, we saw this past Christmas the the Nashville Christmas bombing, right? The dude had an RV. Uh, yeah, statistically, one of us in the chat is a serial killer. <laughs> Mike is saying. <laughs> he said, if one of us is, it's James. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, statistically, one of the people in the chat is a serial killer. You know, you know what's crazy about that Ed Camp guy mm. is that he... Um, he didn't get caught. He just turned himself in. He yeah. got tired of getting away with it, and he just finally turned himself in. Yeah, can he you imagine? Like a bunch of people. And he turned. It was after he killed his mom, right? Like he was like yeah. hanging out with like his mom's head was in his trunk. Um, it's and it, it, it like blows me away that like how uh, incompetent our and this is not all law enforcement. I know a lot of law enforcement officers who are very good at their job and who are, uh, you know work very very hard but then when you've got like uh the bureaucracy of the law or of the legal system where you've got like the fbi stepping on the dicks of local jurisdictions and you've got uh <laughs> yeah, you know once they go this is our this is our investigation yeah. now we're taking over once they show up who's in charge here no the first thing they say is all right what do we got what do we, right? got? What do we who's got? in charge here this is officially yeah, this is officially cdc atf uh jurisdiction <laughs> Yeah. Get the fuck out of here with your three letters. Um, <laughs> but they, yeah, they they interrupt and they they step on literally step on the dicks of local law enforcement, who then have to kind of like step back and let the government do its job, which the yeah. government has never been efficient or effective yeah. in its Just job. Let the inept FBI deal with it. That's what we'll do. Yeah. But <laughs> what's your guys's like rate of success? Successful. Uh, case closings on missing persons or serial killers what is it like, oh, well we found john benet ramsey and yeah. then somebody thought no you didn't <laughs> we found the killer it was uh santa it was the santa shooter um but, yeah what a mess like and that's and that pisses me off to a great deal like if you look at the numbers and again i'm not gonna i think like the missing persons cases is like they've solved a third of them you know what i mean so yeah. like, what kind of track record is that? Like when I went to my post office and bitched about how they had 17 trailers that were unsorted, and I'm like, is that a number that you're okay with? Um, your your speed in which you are delivering the mail, your sole purpose in life is to deliver mail, and you've got 17 trailers that are unsorted. Is that an acceptable number to you? Um, so like, you go to the FBI, and the FBI has, or you know, in law enforcement in general, specifically like missing persons cases, you know, you've got a rate of like a third of the people, or a third of the cases are solved. And even in those cases, it's not always solved in a good way where it's like, oh, we found your kid or we found your husband or whatever. It's, well, we found him, but he's dead because we waited so long <laughs> to get a hold or to try to track him down. Yeah, um, yeah they're just all sorry about that, you know. Sorry about that. Yeah, my bad. We should have looked yeah. harder and faster. Uh, and I even saw, I was arguing with somebody recently, like some lady 17 years ago threw her babies in the dumpster, her twins in the dumpster, and they finally tracked her down as like the the killer of these babies and i said 17 years to determine yeah. that it was the mother okay you which yeah, means you guys found the babies like we know that you found them dead you could have presumably uh taken dna samples right done all your due diligence there and then submitted the dna because people's arguments were, well, it takes a while for DNA to process. And I'm like, for 17 years? 17 years yeah, 17 takes... years. <laughs> Come on. And then, 
furthermore, well, you it on a Commodore 64. <laughs> well, back then, it, it was put still in punch even, cards and shit. It was a compact. No, it was a compact Presario. <laughs> the, <laughs> the shitty version of computers back in the early 2000s. Uh, yeah. But yeah, she, like, how do you not look at the mother first? Like that, any, I'm not a detective. I'm not a cop. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I am. But if you look historically at some of these, at, at these cases, at every single case that's ever come back where it's like a murder or something, it's predominantly somebody who knows that person. Almost mm-hmm. always somebody who yeah. knows that person. That's how serial killers get away with it because a lot of them pick like, think like Mr. Brooks, the movie with Dane Cook and uh, Kevin Costner. Um, he's, he always picks somebody that he has no connection to whatsoever, and that's his rule. Um, and that's how a lot of these people who are not serial killers and professional serial killers get away with it is they just pick somebody who they don't know and have no connection with whatsoever so that way when they're exploring the connections they're not like your name never comes up because you just don't know that person you have you've never interacted with that person um right so when two babies turn up dead in a dumpster i non-detective non-cop immediately think well it's probably the parents Let's look at that. Let's go that route first. Let's clear them because we're not going to accuse them of anything, but let's at least explore that because chances are it's somebody who knows them. And furthermore, who knows them better than the parents? Probably only the parents. Maybe mm-hmm. the grandparents or the brother and sister or whatever John Bonet Ramsey uh, yeah. case specifically, I think of. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's what I don't know. Like, I don't know how you go 17 years and don't pin it on the mother at least enough to explore it right and that's apparently what happened is they finally explored it 17 years later and they discovered it was the mother and now she's in jail for killing her two twin her two her her twins whatever what Um, an asshole but yeah fucking cops man some of these cops need to go back to the academy or something um (laughs) but then some but then most of the cops are good cops i'll say that i'll say most of them are just trying to do what they want that what they can to do right and to help people but then you get the bureaucracy of the fucking government and, you know, the, the political nature of the chief and deputy chief and all those assholes. And, uh, you know, the poli- and then you've got the police unions and stuff that kind of get in the way. And it makes it very complicated to be a police yeah, officer. Communism, you mean? Communism. Yeah, pretty much. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, the police union communist uh, dictatorship <laughs> yeah, communist. Of, of Detroit. This was in Michigan. And, and that was somebody's argument. It was like, it was a podunk town. The nearest one was Lansing, oh. Michigan, so they had to kind of wait in line to get their DNA tested. I'm like, you're telling me that the chief of police or the sheriff or whoever was in charge of that particular case or any of the cops on that department couldn't schmooze a little the lab over in Lansing, the one that they interact with probably daily, and say, hey, real quick. Can you just do me a solid and run this DNA for us? Huh. Like I, we yeah. haven't asked for much, and they were like, "Well, probably there was other stuff that was prioritized." And I said, "Prioritized over a double homicide of babies? Like, is there anything that really prioritized? Well, probably rape." I was like, "I got to be honest. I would prioritize, and I think most people would prioritize a double homicide of two babies over mm-hmm. a rape case, where rape, in many cases, unfortunately." is found out to not be real or uh, have been greatly exaggerated or whatever. Um, and that's not an attack on all women. It's just an attack on women who, <laughs> who uh, falsely accuse people of rape. Mm-hmm. We've seen it every fucking day for yeah. 
the last four years. Um, but yeah, we see that. But you can't fake a double homicide of two babies. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's 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 what really grinds my gears. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was um, yeah, weird situation there. V, what else you got on this toy box killer? That, you got anything? Well, that was it. That's all I know, man. Okay. Well, let's talk about. We'll kind of power through these pictures again real quick, uh, just so that you can further appreciate maybe we can laugh a little bit about uh what's going on in the sex dungeon this is so this is the actual sex dungeon right from the outside doesn't look like much um oh that was the other thing i wanted to say was with this christmas this christmas bombing uh never trust somebody with an rv that you don't know like personally (laughs) right because now we know you know you've got this sex trailer and then you've got uh didn't you didn't you just buy a trailer i did don't trust me uh, (laughs) i'm turning it into a sex trailer (laughs) yeah um but yeah you can fit a lot of really like i mean we saw the interior of this thing here's an x-ray vision of the trailer i don't know why they did an x-ray vision when they have actual pictures of the interior but this is what it looked like a side profile here jesus this dude's uh that is something out of dexter huh yeah this apparently he spent a hundred thousand dollars in total uh is what they they claim or whatever um he spent a hundred thousand dollars on this trailer uh which is a lot of money for trim i think yeah like, really huh he must have been really into raping and making people bang dogs i guess clearly it's well, his passion obviously obviously it was his passion so you got to expect him to spend <laughs> it. yeah <laughs> this is a documentary I guess somebody made about the sex chamber. Oh my gosh. The uh yeah, they they even have the little like it's a movie. This the sex chamber. It, it's a literal snuff film is what it looks like. Yeah. Um I wonder if I wonder how we get our hands on the actual videos of um That's unfortunate that we don't have the dark those, web. you know what I mean? Uh I wish we could have gotten our hands on some of them. Here's here's a more high definition picture of the the chair they called it the torture throne or the pain Jesus. throne uh and that's where he would strap him down i guess and for for the most part here's the here's the weird thing and and i read this in his in his tape or i heard it in the tape and then later read it in the transcript again uh is they would always be locked up around the neck with a metal collar and whenever they, this is where they stayed for that however long they kept them in this room which we saw had like an oven. It had kind of like a little kitchenette and shit. But they would be kept on a chain around their neck so they could still navigate the the whole trailer. Uh, but then when the dude and his girlfriend or wife or whatever came in, they would chain the lady up however they needed to use her, whether or not they could use her with the chair or they could right. use her with the gynecological table. What are those, or what are those red things there? Those look like straps. I think they were straps oh, okay. to hold them. Down. Yeah, that's what you're right. That's what it looks like. I'm interested to know what some of these things are in this picture here. Oh, well, that's gonna, better. That's yeah, a better here's, one. Here's a front front facing picture of the trail so or the chair. What do you see exactly in this picture? Describe it to me. Well, you see straight ahead we've got a chair, which I think the chair. So and don't quote me. Uh, is a is an actual hospital grade gynecological chair, right? Uh, yeah. it, it can sit up like that. They can lay it back all the way so it's just a flat table. And then you also have, you can see the stirrups in the front here, these silver mm-hmm. stirrups. 
and that's how they were able to put the legs up and then he could do whatever he wanted with their uh, exposed vagina or anus, right? Are those, are those dildos on the wall up there on the right, those pink things? Are those dildos, you think? They are, as a matter of fact. Let me see if I can get a better picture of them. I know I have a picture of them somewhere. I know I have a picture of the alleged dildos, right? <laughs> Here we go. Here's some of his sex toys. No, I, don't, I didn't want you guys to see that picture yet because we got to talk about that. Um, but yeah, here are some of the sex toys that he had. He had a ton of them. Wow. So a toy box wasn't a stretch. No, not a stretch. I like the <laughs> yeah. use of the word stretch because that's unfortunately what he did yeah. to them uh, yeah. in there. Oh, here's uh, all the surgical equipment. It was in, he in had like a surgical. What'd you say? Oh, I said, is that in a probes? <laughs> totes totes in a probes. Should, yeah, totes in a probes. We shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't be joking about that. I yeah. like that camp. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's weird. It, like, adds to the weirdness of it. Like, if yeah. it was just, like, a, a, a tidy hospital room-looking place, that would be one thing. But then when he starts adding stuff like this candle, and then he's got, um, or this, you know, a light or whatever in the shape of a candle. And he's got baby oil. Um, yeah. A lot of surgical cube? stuff. A GameCube? Yeah, is that a GameCube <laughs> over there on the right? Uh, no... It might be. No, it's only got three. It's only got three holes. So. Oh yeah, so, that's right. Like women, it's only got three holes. <laughs> as as David Parker Ray would say, that's not something that I would say. Here's some uh, here's some more attachments. It's that he's good got. that you uh, distinguish that. Yeah, you have to like you have to add the in Minecraft at the end of it. That that was my in Minecraft moment. Um, he's got the clamps here that you can attach to shock people. Right. He has uh, this silver battery clamp. He's got another one here. I mean, this dude, like, he must have gone to the junkyard and just found every possible thing um, imaginable that he could use to torture women and and make his dream come true. This could one, I like. I like. It's like lot. his like the day that he like finished it, like his uh, the proud moment for him. <laughs> like after all, after all the soldering and welding and like building, he like finally finishes it and he just stands there all like proud of himself like ah, i finally finished my sex dungeon telling hendy he's all you know what i finally finished remember that sex dungeon we've always been talking about you know, <laughs> i finally finished it my final touches was adding this satan's den sign um <laughs> vs said keep the snatch references coming love that film so we need to make sure that we do that so in in, in to add to your story a caveat to your story just now mm. i imagine him going in and henley being like how much longer until that sex dungeon is done and he goes Five minutes, Turkish. Yeah. Five minutes, Henley. Five minutes ago. <laughs> it was two minutes, five minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Satan's Den, I like this. Uh, just kind of adds, like, that creepy element. And then he's got the Playboys here, like... It's like a mag. It's like a doctor's office, but he's got Playboys. There's, <laughs> like, a clipboard and shit. Yeah, the it, they have to fill out their insurance form, <laughs> like, yeah. before he's willing to really dig in there. Um, let me see if I got more. Here's another. Here's some more stuff that he's got hanging on the walls. Jesus. Um, yeah. Sorry about the quality. Some of this stuff. It is gruesome. It looks almost like the inside of a like a ambulance, right? Like you would think maybe this is an ambulance. If not, he's got some uh, sketch, some schematics of a women over here on the. Yeah, I, I see a boob. Yeah, he's got some there. Uh, let's see what else. No, there was one more picture that I wanted to share that 
was... Oh, no, that's definitely a butt right there in the center. Dead center, that's a butt. Yeah, I believe. I'd, I'd, yep. I'd be willing to uh, agree with that. Here we go. This is the one. Um, this is a coffin. He created a coffin with Jeez. chains and everything inside of it. So he could chain somebody down and then lock them up in the coffin. Like wow. how... Uh, and then you can see the battery down here in the bottom right-hand corner. Pretty spooky stuff. Can you imagine, like, you're already in a bad situation, and then he's like, all right, get in the coffin. <laughs> like, how how terrible. Ooh. It's like all the more reason to be, like, uh, um, a friggin' concealed carry. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I agree. Like, all the more reason to be, like, packing heat on you when you're out and about by you yourself. I'm looking at you uh, women that are under five foot. You know what I mean? <laughs> Carry yeah. around a, a twenty-two, uh, uh, you know, or like one of the, one of those Walters, like James Bond or something. Mm. You know, you can do one of those quick draws. Yeah, it's a good choice. Um, yeah. I know uh, Stephen Crowder likes to plug them, so maybe we can get maybe we can get a uh, plug on our show, and then I can I can do like he does and have like a, a Walter pistol up on. Yeah, that'd be awesome. was it PPK? I think is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. The desk uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, so if you're out there, any gun, any gun manufacturers, uh, we're big gun guys. So if you want to sponsor our show, our disgusting, filthy show on the, on the filthiest episode of the year, we're, we're trying to get sponsorships. Um, but yeah, the, uh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think all women should carry. I think you absolutely should always, uh, because personally, I never try to assault women in, uh, ever, frankly. Yeah. I'm (laughs) glad to hear that. I'm glad um, to hear that. So I don't care if women care. That's decent of you to not assault women. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I'm just doing my part uh, to not assault women, to, to allow women to continue to just coexist peacefully among men. Um, when normally I'm like the guy who's just like, fuck women, women are subhuman or whatever. But I will say, carry a gun because there is there are guys out there who are not, you know, uh, as kind as I am, as good hearted as I am. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. they will try to assault you and put you in a sex chamber. And if you have a gun, you can prevent that from happening. And you totally should. And I encourage shooting people who try to put you in a sex dungeon. Um, rapists. Rapists, uh, murderers, robbers, burglars, everyone. They should all be shot. Uh, that should be the trial. It'd save us a lot of time and effort and money. Imagine how much money we would save in our economy and in our in our government and all that. Uh, if How much taxpayer money we could save if we just killed people. You right, know? Right. Who tried to rape women or tried to murder or tried to burgle or rob. Like, imagine. We would save so much money. It'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, it'd be amazing. It'd be the best country ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's all I had on on, on, on the, the sponsor, the gun sponsorship. What else do you got, Pete? That? What? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, passing the show on to you completely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, that's bizarre. It's so bizarre that it, it has so many ethical implications, like learning about this guy, because now it, it like, well, you know, I'm not a horror movie fan. I know you. that's where we clash. <laughs> it's like yeah. you're a horror movie fan, and I can't handle it. I can't watch horror movies because it, you know, it gives me nightmares, you know, so I won't watch horror movies. But like when you, t- when you talk about stuff like this, it makes me go, well, those are out there. There are people out there like that, and you got to be careful, and you know, all I can think about now is like, man, I need to get a gun soon. Like, I need to get a gun soon because if that happens, I don't want some Parker Lewis showing up telling me, you know, that I'm, you know, gonna get raped by a dog. Yeah, that'd that's be awful. Worse. 
Yeah, that sounds terrible. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. God forbid I'd be raped in a sex dungeon. Yeah. Um, no. What I do want to talk, what I, we it talked about, like a good time. <laughs> well, at least you'd be drugged, right? So you'd be okay. Uh, I want to talk about the tape, right? So we kind of mm-hmm. addressed the tape a couple times. Uh, what would happen is these women, they would be drugged or knocked out and drugged and then chained up in the sex dungeon, the sex trailer, and the toy box, right? Mm-hmm. And let's call it a toy box. It makes it sound so much better. Uh, and it's all down. Right? <laughs> the, the, they would have to listen to a tape when they woke up. Um, homeboy would start the tape rather than having to give this introduction every time that he kidnapped somebody he would give he would just give them an orientation tape he would play it for them and they would have to watch or listen and it would explain why they were there what was going to happen to them all this horrible stuff do you think there was anybody there was anybody that was like sitting in that chair and they were just all is this orientation video part of the torture? <laughs> oh, talk about droning on. Oh like, my gosh, are you kidding me? Turn it orientation. Off. That's what that was like the setup. It was kind of like to loosen them up a little bit for the torture that yeah. was to come. So then at that point it was like all uphill. You know, like that saying at the beginning of your day, eat a bullfrog live. Uh eat, eat a living bullfrog. And that way for the rest of the day, nothing bad, nothing worse can happen to you, and it's all uphill from there. Um, or just get punched in the face, and that way it's like, you know, it's all uphill. Uh, yeah. The same thing. He plays this agonizing uh, orientation video or audio or whatever it was. It's hard to discern, like, because some people say it's a video, some people say it's audio. Um, I only heard the audio, so, and, and believe me when I say, when you, when you joke about it being, like, a painful uh, process <laughs> to listen to or watch, you're not kidding because it was like an hour long this dude's this dude's tape and i listened to it from start to finish and and believe me when i when i say i was shocked and appalled and disgusted and like all the terrible emotions that you can feel and i encourage you after this to like listen to it if you're curious if i mean hopefully we'll dissuade you from going to watch it based on some of the things that we're going to read and talk about but if you're still curious about like why Tom Miller, the guy who talks about all the gross things that Tom Miller talks about, was disgusted, appalled, offended, needed to pray afterwards, listening <laughs> to this tape, you can find out for yourself. Um, but yeah, it was like an hour long, and I was surprised by it, because um, what happened was I watched a video, and uh, <laughs> Tater Dave says, just stuff me in the coffin, this tape is awful. Um <laughs> uh the um i was watching another video that was like it's supposed to be a mockumentary uh, and i don't know how true it was but it was a story about a guy who lives in south california and he would trade meth for sex with just randos like homeless people out in the out in the community which is a real thing as as v tells me yeah that's Um, a soft way to get laid (laughs) so this dude he was a lawyer and he, he was a partner at a law firm, and he left for, I think he did, I forget what he did, but he, he was basically in trouble, and he was asked to step down and, and leave the thing. He had a very, like, he had a lot of money left over from savings, and he sold his his nice house and bought, or rented an apartment or some shit. Uh, but then he goes and he buys meth and trades it for sex with homeless people. 
And turns out, like he he says, he never wears a rubber and all that shit. And turn so the guy asks him, the interviewer asks him, "Well, aren't you afraid of getting AIDS?" And he's like, "Well, I already got AIDS. Like I got it oh. a year and a half ago." <laughs> and so he's been spreading AIDS amongst this meth community who didn't already have it, I assume. Um, dick. Major so, dick. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, pretty disgusting thing. But then. Uh, then the dude was like, well, no, it's not real. It's a fake mockumentary. It's a goofy little thing that I did for an art project or whatever. And then somebody in the chat says, I would doubt that this is fake only because these types of people exist. Uh, and they shared the link to the audio of Homeboy's orientation recording. And uh, I watched it or I turned it on while I was doing other shit and I was listening and like three seconds into the video or into the audio i was like oh like this is gonna this is gonna be pretty terrible and i would like to read to you some of the the specific piece passages from the from the uh audio that i thought were worth sharing that will hopefully kind of paint a picture in your head of who this david lee roth character is right mm -hmm. um Start with David, David Lee Roth. Lee Roth. <laughs> Different what guy. Are you talking about? Oh, I'm gonna put on a picture of this guy. I'm gonna put this oh, picture he... up. Yeah, David Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah, <laughs> he's got three names. He goes by three names, so he must be from Boston, right? We've determined yeah. that. Uh, Diabetes. <laughs> we'll put the picture of him uh, as a criminal. That way, because you know, when they go to court, they try to dress them up in a suit and tie so that they look presentable and shit. Uh, yeah. But I'm gonna go ahead and leave him as in his convict inmate clothing so that you don't feel you don't feel any positive feelings about him as yeah. I read some of these. Dehumanize him as much as we can here. This guy's he is subhuman. That's what he is. He's subhuman. He didn't even yeah, comb his hair for the for the trial. Doesn't that piss you off? Like he he has bedhead. Doesn't that just yeah. anger you? Doesn't that make you furious, V? Yeah, it's crazy. This guy's bugged out, huh? <laughs> he's bugged out. There's no other. Yeah. He still he's still got plastic porn stash. Yeah, all of it, man. What a mess. Yeah. All right, let me read this uh, for you guys, for you guys' enjoyment. Please tell me when to in the chat. Tell me what your favorite parts are. Um, <laughs> tell me, tell me your favorite part of the. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for this. I picked, I didn't pick the worst ones. Like, I didn't go back through it and take the worst ones. I took the ones that I think would paint the best picture of him. Some of them are pretty fucking awful. So but... this is, let's, to, to, to clarify for those who came in late or don't know, this is the disorientation video, or at least snippets from it, uh, of Parker Lewis, uh, his disorientation. So when he has whoever it is that he kidnapped, this is what they have to watch or listen to, basically. Yes. This first thing that I'm going to read you is the first words that they would hear on the tape. Uh, and then I'll break. I'll say break in between because I'm not going to read all the entire transcript. It would take me an hour yeah, yeah, to do yeah. so. Uh, so I'll say break when I'm cutting out, like, a sizable portion of the transcript, okay? Uh, this is the first thing that they would hear when the, when the tape started. <clears throat> Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? <laughs> like, right off the bat. Uh, are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. 
You are disoriented and scared too, I would imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It is very relevant to your situation. Break. You probably think you're going to be raped, and you're fucking sure right about that. Our primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got. Because basically, you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Break. This is a different world. Among our small circle of friends, little things like rape, kidnapping, doggy fucking, stuff like that are everyday occurrences. Matter of course, here anything can happen and often does. Break. Jesus. Clamps with long nylon cords on each one will occasionally be put on your, and I hate this word, uh, believe me. Um, it brings me no pleasure to say the word cunt, but I'll have to say it here because he says it a lot. Uh, will mm -hmm. occasionally be put on your cunt lips so your, in another word I hate, pussy, can be kept open. And they're going to be attached to your nipples. The nylon cords will be put through ceiling rings or rings on each side of the table and pulled very tight to stretch your tits. Occasionally, your clit will also be clamped and stretched, and we're going to use dildos. The dildos are going to be used a lot, more than anything else, and consequently, what you're going to have the most trouble with Many of them are long, very large in diameter, and very painful while they're being forced in. Break. Jeez. What do you think so far, V? I think he's a... Jesus, I'm so appalled already. <laughs> These aren't even the worst things. These are just, like this, I said, picture painting. Definitely articulate. I'll say that. And he reads it like a like like a backwoods country guy. Like when you listen to the actual tape, he's like, "This is a different world." Among our small circle of friends, <laughs> little things. I could read it in that voice if you want, but um, yeah, no, of course I, of course I would want that. What do okay, you, I'll on. do it. I'll do it in the country voice, <laughs> in in David Parker's voice or whatever his name is. Yeah, David Parker Lee, David Lee Parker, mm -hmm, Roth, mm -hmm. Roth, John Bon Jovi. Um, yeah. If during oral sex or any other time you should bite one of us, I'm going to cut on you a little bit. I'll cut your nipple off for starter, and if it's a bad bite. I'll cut your tit off, too. That may sound harsh, but your teeth are serious weapons, and we're not going to tolerate any shit from you. I have been bitten, and I've cut off nipples, so don't fuck around. That's enough said about that. Break. This is a long this one. And this guy has done this so many times that he knew that would be an issue, and he <laughs> has to like, tell everybody, like, look, you got teeth, and I don't appreciate them. Can you imagine what his chip beef dick looks like right now? Like after being uh -oh. bitten so many times? Oh, <laughs> yikes. That is an image I don't want in my head. Well, too late. It's there now. Yeah, um, thanks a lot. Here's <laughs> one that's going to be probably a little difficult for everyone. Um, no, you know what? I might save that one for last because that one is especially horrible. Yeah, I've only got one more and then we'll go back to the, to the really terrible one. Uh, this is this is him explaining how the whole process is going to end. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy with a combination of sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. They are both hypnotic drugs that will make you completely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. Welcome yes. to the chat, Megabit. Good time to join. Um, 
we're reading from the uh, Toy Box Killers transcript, so buckle up in the torture chair. Uh, you're going to be kept drugged in a couple days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place, us, or what has happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you'll be bathed and both holes between your legs will be thoroughly flushed out. You'll be dressed, sedated, and turned loose on some country road, bruised, <laughs> sore all over, but nothing that won't heal up in a week or two. The thought of being brainwashed may not be appealing to you, but we've been doing it a long time and it works. And it's the lesser of two evils. I'm sure that you'd prefer that in lieu of being strangled or having your throat cut. Uh, so that's how it ends. Well, that's that's mildly decent of him to do that instead of killing them, I guess. Yeah, and as we know, he did try to kill her. He thought he killed someone. He's not a very efficient killer if he cut that girl's throat, threw her on the road, and then she ended up surviving. But right. you never know. Um, he had to, If he has to say it's better than the alternative, having your throat cut, it must be. And he has, in fact been uh found guilty of cutting a woman's throat and throwing her on the side of the road uh, i would assume it's something that he has done in the past so here's the one that is going to leave you thoroughly offended and i want to watch the viewer count drop as i'm reading this um, it's so it's so offensive already i'm like uh i'm kind of like really off put right now so <laughs> you know i might be leaving this <laughs> <laughs> so well, if this one doesn't bother you to a point of deserting the show, like if you if you leave the show for this one, I'll say this: I I will uh, not hold it against you. But these are again, these are the words of the toy box killer, um, David Parker Ray, uh, talking about what is going to happen to <laughs> Mike. Says my favorite part is when Tom stopped reading that. <laughs> I relate to that one. Uh, at least he took the high road on killing Tater Dave's. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. He's he's uh, at least he cleans them out and leaves them alive and with little memory of what happened. So, um, you know, for if if there's yeah. anything to be said about him that's positive, is at least he tried to leave them less psychologically scarred. It's like, it's than like I'll just him. leave them with a nightmare in the ether of like whatever happens. You know, the ether of like drugs. <laughs> Yeah. I'll leave them in the like with a nightmare. I'm gonna that's refill insane, my. Though. Like, could I'm you imagine that lady like that. realizing, realizing that all that stuff that happened to her was real and not a nightmare? You know, it makes me think. And before we get to the really dark stuff, um, let's let's have a laugh and have a talk about something uh, positive or something something that's less heinous, yeah. right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The when people talk, so when I when I went and had foot surgery, right, I was awake for the whole thing. I don't remember any of it. I remember lying down in the bed and them telling me that the anesthesia was going to start. Um, and I didn't get gassed to sleep or anything. I didn't feel that feeling because I've been gassed to sleep. I've been knocked out for surgery before. I've had all that done. This one, mm -hmm. they said, all right, we're starting the anesthesia. And what it's going to do is you're going to be awake for the whole surgery. and But you're just not going to remember any of it. Which bothered me because I couldn't remember any of it you know, because like I remember them saying that to me and I don't remember them wheeling me out of the the room where we started and into the surgery uh yes this bigfoot surgery uh well it's a size 10 and a half so not that big but um 
I don't remember them bringing me back. I just remember at some point, like, my memory started to come back and my, my sentience or whatever started to come back. And I was talking about, can I get some recreational cocaine? Like, I was joking <laughs> with the doctors, right? And my wife was there and she was hitting me like, stop it. Uh, stop asking for recreational drugs. Um, and yeah. that's what I remember coming back from. So I have no idea what I said during that time. I have no idea what happened. Uh, as far as the doctors talking to me or operating on my foot or me looking around and carrying on. No memory of that, which I should, right? Because I went through that experience, right? Um, but the fact that I can't remember it bothers me. Not enough to where it like, creates like any kind of like existential crisis or anything, but mm -hmm. it bothers me that that can be done. And then I start to think about these dudes who were abducted by aliens and they remember like driving on the road and then all of a sudden they see a light in the sky and then next thing they remember they're home and they're like uh um <laughs> jacob says anyone else think it would be less creepy if tom didn't use the creepy country voice but <laughs> no it's i gotta use it um it's gotta be some kind of continuity here uh mm -hmm. and then they remember waking up in their home and they're like I think I was abducted by aliens. And then they're like, well, you would remember that, surely. You know, you surely you would remember something. But I can attest that there are chemicals that we know of as humans that uh, that exist that can do that. So when somebody says that they were abducted by aliens and their memory was wiped, I believe that to be absolutely true. And, like, they can experience the whole situation and then not remember any of it. Which, again, is frustrating, too, because if you ever want to be abducted by aliens and they want to wipe your memory after you're done, the whole experience was basically for naught. If it was a terrible experience, that would be fine. But if it was an experience where you got to go to space and you got to see all sorts of cool shit and they kind of showed you around the spaceship, that'd be cool. But then they wipe your memory and it means nothing. So I, I get what it's like to lose your memory or not have a memory of an experience. Um, and so I think I can relate uh, to some degree. You know what? I might be able shit. to one-up that. Go I ahead, please. Just story battle go no please go ahead so, okay so when i was in the throes of my cocaine addiction um i had this buddy that like showed up at my house when i was living with my aunt he like showed up and he had he had uh lean you know about lean right it's like scissor right and so he shows up with lean and like a bunch of like percocet and like cocaine and so we like did all of it like we snorted cocaine and like drank lean so it was basically like a, what you would call a speedball because it's barbiturates mixed with amphetamines. And like, I'm not kidding you, dude, two days were just gone. I The only thing I remember about those two days was when I was finally walking back home and I threw up on the ground and I was like coming to, like I threw up in my aunt's yard and just like walked in and like passed out for like another two days. So the two days before that are just blank. I don't remember anything about it because I was sipping lean and doing cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> doing booger sugar <laughs> yeah. so yeah so you can appreciate it too like the whole like losing yeah. your memory when people talk about oh how can you just easily forget or like lose your memory of such and such a thing um it happens and it's totally possible and it's based on this is based on like earthly materials that we have at our disposal um, yeah. so next time yeah. somebody tries to tell you some shit about a ufo abductee saying that they can't remember their memory was wiped just know that the aliens who've traveled either whether it's light years or whether it's like into our uh, tensile bubble from uh, some other earth beyond our ice walls depending on your yeah. opinion on the matter um, yeah. 
these people have technology to do that sort of stuff. Surely they have technology to wipe our memory without leaving any kind of real trace. Uh, so are we ready? Are we ready to finish up this? Uh... Yeah, let's uh, let's knock it out, man. I'm, I'm emotionally and mentally prepping myself for this because it's already like I'm off put. That's, <laughs> that's like the understatement of the year is that I'm off put right now. This is, I think this is probably the part that really like did me in when I was listening to the video, <laughs> listening to the tape. Oh, so, um, because it's abnormal, like beyond abnormal, what we what we've already heard. I'm going to rub canine breeders musk on your back, the back of your neck, and on your sex organs. Now I have three dogs, all of them's male, because I don't need any fucking pups. One of them is very large German Shepherd that is always horny, and he loves it when I bring him in the house to fuck a woman. After I let him in the house, he'll sniff around you a little bit, and within a minute, he'll be mounting you. There's about a 50-50 chance which hole he'll get his penis into, but it doesn't seem to bother him whether it's the pussy or the asshole. His penis is pretty thin, goes in easy, but it's about 10 inches long, and when he gets completely excited, it gets a hell of a knot right in the middle of it. Now I've had slaves tell me that it feels like they got a baseball inside of them. It doesn't take long. He's gonna hump you real fast and for about three or four minutes. And while he's doing it, he'll wrap his front legs around your chest to hold himself in position. And in the process, He'll probably scratch your tits up a little bit with his claws. After he gets through, he usually turns around and tries to pull out. Oh, he'll jerk a little, not much, mostly just steady pressure, and I've timed it. The knot will usually shrink up enough to come out your pussy in about three minutes. If he's in your asshole, about five minutes. I don't use the dog all that often, but I don't deprive him of pussy either. There's no doubt that he's going to be on you a few times while you're here, because I like watching it. And anytime it's just you, me, and the dog, it will always be in your butt. The dog knot is on his penis is big and extremely uncomfortable when he's uh, pushing it back and forth way up in her anus. I really enjoy watching a girl wiggle, jerk, and squirm around while he's doing it. Consequently, I give him a little... Uh, assistance getting it in the right hole now if you think all this stuff is sick and depraved you haven't seen anything yet Jesus that is sick and depraved dude there's no other yeah there's no other description for that man that is just Jesus Mary and Joseph that guy if there's a hell he had better be there I'll trust believe you me if there is a place for fiends like this man then he belongs there. I'll say that, man. I hope, actually, I hope there is a place for fiends like him in afterlife because that is horrible. This guy should have the same thing happen to him when he goes to wherever it is that he ends up going. Do you get what I'm saying? I will. Eh. Yeah. I like the comments in the chat. I wish my memory would get wiped. Sick. Excuse me while I go vomit. Megabit, yeah, that that's awesome. wild. <laughs> Megabit has like the most tame version. I think that yeah. actually happened before, uh, before I read that. So, um, yeah, the uh, 
that that I think that's where in the because I mean that's probably midway through the transcript um, and he goes into some great detail if you thought that was bad I think that's probably the worst part of the transcript frankly uh, but he does go into a great amount of detail about like some of the horrible things that he does to these women that will um, that will definitely turn your stomach probably more so than that even just because you you kind of relate to him more as like the graphic detail involved in it right. I think but I think right. because it was a dog and uh, it being forced multiple times this is something that they're hearing within the first hour yeah. of waking up right so they know that this is something that's going to happen to them that there's no escaping from and that they're going to have to power through and there's really no other option um, pretty scary stuff and now that we've done uh, now that we've done that actually and you've seen the or you've heard like what sort of horrible stuff that this dude is is willing to do to women I want to play a game kind of liven it up a little bit cheer us up some yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good call. it's called um, cannibal holocaust or I'm sorry uh Cannibal, cannibal Holocaust entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt or toy box killer orientation take. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read a line and Jesus. it's going to either come from the song Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt by Cannibal Holocaust or it's going to come from the toy box killer uh, David Parker Ray's orientation take. And you have to guess which one it is. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, now, do you feel like you have a good grasp on what sort of language and what sort of stuff you would hear in, in his orientation tape? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at the vernacular. Okay. You like that um, word? Vernacular. vernacular. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Jargon. That's yeah, jargon. Uh, let's see. Hmm. I fucked her empty body until she became stiff. Is that David Parker Ray? Or is that Cannibal Holocaust entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt? Uh, I'm going with Cannibal Holocaust. You'd be right. Very good. That's one point. You know why? You know why I went with it? Why? Because uh, Parker Lewis doesn't kill them. Ah, that's a good one. Oh, he doesn't. At least he's never talked about it in any of the things that I brought up. Um, no. I don't want to spoil the the transcript tape if anyone wants to go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he did kill some. Uh, he just was never charged for it because they couldn't find any evidence. Uh, let's see. Stick needles in her breast through her nipples, through her cunt lips, through her clit. Is that Cannibal Holocaust entrails ripped from a virgin cunt, or is it the Toy Box Killer David Parker Ray's orientation tape? Mm, I'm going to say David Parker Ray. Very good. Two for two. Uh, uh, I'm getting I'm, <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah. Some, now, some of these are fragments, right? Because I right. had to break them apart so that they didn't rhyme, which would give it away. And then I had to break some off so that... Because if it rhymes, then you're going to be like, oh, that sounds like a song lyric. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike says they probably had the same writer. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Let's see. Suck cock and eat pussy until your jaws ache and your tongue is sore. Is that this Cannibal is Holocaust, Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt, or the Toy Box Killer, David Parker Ray's Orientation Tape? I'm going with David Parker Ray on that one. Wow, three for three. You were super really? good at this. Yeah, that's yeah, that I was am nailing it. 
Yeah, I tried not to use the same ones. I had to take from other parts of the transcript, so it wasn't from stuff that I had already read. So, um, <laughs> pretty piece of meat to be used and exploited. Is that Cannibal Holocaust entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt, or the Toy Box Killer's orientation tape? Mm, I'm gonna go with Cannibal Holocaust. Wow, three for four. That one was oh. actually from the Toy Box Killer's orientation tape. Oh, I, I blew it. <laughs> it. Says you're a pretty piece of meat to be used and exploited. This is part of this is when he's trying to demoralize them. Yeah, the disorientation video. The disorientation. So you are three right, one wrong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. I've seen it unfold. Terrible scenes of agony. Is that Cannibal Holocaust, Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt, or the Toy Box Killer's Orientation Tape? Mm, cannibal Holocaust. You would be right. Very good. All right. I'm back on the board again. So starts your triumphant return in this yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, hold her arms, her mouth taped shut. Is that Cannibal Holocaust, Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt, or Toy Box Killer, David Parker Ray's Orientation Tape? Mm, cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, good. Very good. Yes. Five, five and one. I'm killing it. <laughs> I guess that's not a good joke to make. <laughs> Solid pun. Solid pun made. Yeah. Internally bleeding vagina, secreting her blood wet pussy, I am eating. Cannibal Holocaust, entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt, or Toy Box Killer's orientation tape. Ugh, that's so gross. I'm going to say that's Cannibal Holocaust. Very good. That's another one for you on the board. Uh, tied to my mattress, legs spread wide, ruptured bowel, yanked from inside, de-virginized with my knife. Cannibal Holocaust, entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt, or Toy Box Killer's orientation tape. Well, that has to be Cannibal Holocaust, because it rhymed, right? Did it? Knife, yank, bowel. Maybe I said it in a way that it rhymed. That one, you were right. That's Cannibal Holocaust. Is it growling? Or do they have, like, a growling when they sing? Like, <laughs> Yeah, you can't understand what they're saying, but that's the... I just pulled it from the lyric sheet. Um, our fetishes include hang-ups, including stringent bondage, dungeon games, and a little sadism. Sadism. Oh, yeah. yeah, that has to be uh, Parker Lewis. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Some of these are going to be... Uh, <laughs> a gonna dead be giveaway? Yeah. <laughs> Is that another pun? Did I know, did I do another? <laughs> dead giveaway, killing it. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're on fire today. <laughs> Sex organs extracted for eating. Jesus. Cannibal I, Holocaust? Yeah, it's Cannibal Hol Holocaust. Very good. Those guys are terrible. Yeah. They're jackasses. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. Um, no, I'll save that one for a little bit. Uh, become very familiar with your sex organs and the size of the holes. Yeah, that's got to be Ray. Uh, Ray. Ray. What is his name? David Parker yep. Ray. Yep, yeah. you're correct. You're pretty dang good at this game. I'll give you credit there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my knife's jammed in your ass, and you, as you die, you orgasm. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that, oh, yeah, that has to be uh, Cannibal Holocaust, yep. right? Very good. It's so funny when I hear those, and I go, this is this is the lyrics to their song? <laughs> This is what they're singing about? Like, yes. What this the hell is wrong with these people? 
Um, some of these, believe me, when I went through some of their songs, I had to find the worst of one of their songs that I could like pull the most from. And it just so happened to be Entrails Ripped from A Virgin's Cunt uh, was the song that had the most disgusting things in it. Uh, orgies of sadism and sexual perversion. Is that a term that you would hear in a Cannibal Holocaust song or the Toy Box Killers orientation tape? Mm, I'm going to say Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, man. You you got it. Yeah, I thought I, that I, one would stump you. I thought for sure it yeah. would stump you. I, yeah, I, I right. kind of I thought that one was like a, a MacGuffin like you're trying to trick me into saying that it was Ray so I, I said the opposite that Are one you? wasn't because of knowledge I didn't guess that one because of knowledge I just guessed because I figured it you know I'm good at taking tests I can so, guess oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm probably see, not the best person for this I should have brought somebody else on I should have had like yeah. a random call in or something I just know logically that that has to be what it is um I've already done that one. I should have been deleting them all along as I did them. Uh, well, this one's going to be an easy one. Here's a freebie for you. The frame is designed for doggy fucking. Your ass up in the air, <laughs> sex organs exposed, your tits hanging down on each side of the metal support bar, knees spread about 12 inches, position similar to that of a bitch dog in heat. <laughs> Jesus. Is that uh, Kid Ray, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard or yeah. whatever? That's Sugar Ray Leonard, yeah, David, David yeah. Parker Ray. Uh, now here's the last two, okay? We got one All of right. each. All right. So what I want you to do is I'm going to tell you two, and you have to put them in the correct category. Oh. Never initiate conversation, keep your mouth shut. And mutilated with a machete, I fucked her dead body. Jesus. So the first one is Ray, right? And the yep. second one is Cannibal Corpse or whatever. Yep. There you, go. you got it. You only had one wrong. You almost had a. You almost had the all-time high score. <laughs> well, you do have the all-time high score. It's the first time anyone's ever played uh, Cannibal Holocaust, Entrails Ripped from a Virgin's Cunt, or Toy Box Killer Orientation Tape. Hopefully well, uh, the last time anyone plays it as well. So what do I win? <laughs> you win... Uh, what do you want? I... I I don't know. Uh, you get a chance. You get the opportunity to read the rest of the transcript or whatever oh, live on the air. That's not, that is not something I wanted to win, David. <laughs> well, I guess I should have told you before we started. Yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody who's in the chat, we're down to eleven viewers. We appreciate you guys uh, sticking it out for this for this very. And I hope that it lived up to the to the promotion that it was the most vile, disgusting, offensive episode that we've ever done. And a way to close out our year uh, and say Happy New Year to all of our friends of the show, who, especially those who are still in the chat after those two very disgusting uh, bits that we just did. V, what do you have to shill? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter and um, follow us on all the other social media, what have yous. Um, those of you that aren't privy to our um, schedule, we do our live show every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard and 9 p.m. Eastern Time, so you can catch us when we go live. Um, also, we are going to be in D.C. next week, so we're, we're going to be doing a live show from there, right? We'll be there on Wednesday, so we'll be able to do a live show from there. Yep. Um, so look forward to that, and then we're going to have some footage hopefully recorded that we can maybe make like a You Had Me at Bigfoot on the protest trail video or something. Um, so we'll, we'll go with that. Um, oh, as always, 
guys, thanks for coming out and, you know, showing up and supporting us. We appreciate it. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe if you haven't. Um, and we have a red bubble, you know, if you want to buy a shower curtain or some, uh, T uh, what do you call it? A drink coasters. If you want a drink coaster, you can buy some of those. <laughs> I think there's some other random crap. Uh, just, you know, that's what I got, man. What do you got? I love uh, in the chat, um, Mike says, V, don't use the score of this game on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> J. Coop says, these cannibal Holocaust guys should have their computer hard drive searched. Uh, Count Rhythm, Rhythm, I'm a, duh. Count Rhythm. Uh, who we didn't welcome in the chat earlier, welcome. And Tater Dave, I don't believe I said your name in the welcome to section. Uh, but said, can y'all make this into a card game? I think that would be a fun card game. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust uh, tearing into a virgin's gun. Or David Parker Ray's uh, sex orientation tape. Um, and then Jacob says, yeah, you guys weren't lying when you said be fucked up. Uh, but yeah, happy Happy New Year's to everybody. Thank you for sticking it out with us since, what, 2017, 18, 19? This is our fourth New Year's together. Uh, right. Some of you have been here since the beginning. Some of you are new to the show. We appreciate you coming and, uh, and, and, and checking out the show and giving us a chance to disgust you and uh, tell you, read from, read disgusting snippets from a orientation tape of a, a sexual pervert and murderer we thank you for giving us that opportunity uh thanks again everybody who came out tonight and um make sure you tell your friends follow us on facebook uh, v weenus and you had me podcast uh and we will i we look forward to presenting i haven't quite decided how we're going to get the information out to you because we're going to be limited on streaming live uh, in we're, we're staying in an rv in just up the road from the Capitol at, at a campground or whatever, but I am not confident that the Wi-Fi signal will be strong enough to like record a live show. We're going to try, but uh, we're also going to be hopefully sh shooting out snippets, maybe on Periscope, maybe on YouTube Live. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to try to get you guys periodic updates for the show just so you can see some of the shenanigans. And then also there's going to be the video like mockumentary the documentary whatever like yeah, they yeah. said uh on the protest trail we're gonna have another uh or we'll have a whole other video that we'll put together for you so that you guys can watch that we'll try to keep it from i'm not gonna put it behind a paywall or anything like a lot of people do with patreon and shit but uh loyal followers you know we'll make sure we get it to you guys and um ex as expeditiously as possible mm -hmm. thanks again happy new year and we will see you guys all january 6th I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hell no! Reach out to us at contact at youhadmeatbigfoot.com.